Hi, hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Fixies and the host of the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, a woman named Sarah Darling, who came into the Tech Fixie world during the pandemic in 2020. And really, her life has transformed incredibly uh, from what it was to where it is now over the last three years. So I wanted to have a chat with her and have her tell you her story. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Joy. Thank you very much for asking me. Very excited. Well, you've come on as an alumni panelist before, uh, but I really wanted to share your story on the podcast because it's such a special story um, and there's so many amazing parts. So let's just start with where you're at when you stumbled across Tech Pixies or Tech Pixies found you. We don't really quite know <laughs> who found who. Yeah, no, I, I, I truly believe you just saying that, that you you found me. I think it was very much like that because I think I was you know, searching and sometimes your psyches just get kind of like queued up with these things. But it, yes, it was in the pandemic. Um, I, uh, my mom had been uh, diagnosed with cancer and I was feeling very emotional, very vulnerable. And um, I was caring for my mom. She was um, in a, a home and uh, I was told at the time that she hadn't gone on to live, although she did last that little bit longer. <laughs> so, but I think when I was scrolling, I didn't actually know what I was scrolling for, to be honest with you. But I just spent days endlessly just scrolling through my phone because um, I am a little bit of a, a tech dinosaur. Uh, but you also, were, you were. I were. I, I was. I was. So I'm just a little bit. But um, yes, I. I felt completely trapped when the pandemic happened. I was completely trapped and I wasn't aware of how trapped I was in this little box with no communication because I'm very because much. You had moved, you'd moved into the nursing home or the care home with your mother. That's right. They got a little guest room there. And, and obviously, you know, we had to stay with the people that were close to us. And I had this choice and my mom was over then in Stratford-upon-Avon and I lived over in, in Herefordshire and it was just that choice I had to make because I was obviously seeing my mom constantly and regularly and the thought of not seeing her for three months in the lockdown was just not going to happen so I then left uh, my family and um, went over to um, to stay with my mom so then it was even a darker place because I had no communication with the outside world yes of course you got phones yes I got FaceTime to speak to my daughter um and but I, I just um I felt very alone at the time and uh anyway so then of course the scrolling through and and then I just saw this this halo of, of light <laughs> and uh and and I just thought wow this is just something to to, you know to get involved in and see what it is and not only that but just get out my I can't tell you how hard it was to actually press even just that you know to to do something because the fear of of, of joining into something that was just it's all kind of like new to me you know it wasn't like I'd never gone on YouTube I'd never gone on you know in my Instagram but I just have nothing there I'm very much a flip chart and I could stand in front of 500 people and, and talk and that was me uh, but then all of a sudden I, I couldn't breathe and I felt extremely claustrophobic it was quite quite a frightening bubble you know for, for me at that time I didn't know how to to, to, to speak to people 
Well, and you described yourself as a tech dinosaur, which is a term that we've used on a regular basis because it's a term that women have used to describe themselves. And that's where you were at the time in terms, of, like you said, you were more flip chart, speak to 500 people, you know, be in a room, but then to leverage the online side of things, to move on to social media with a purpose for your business, mm -hmm. that was a bit more challenging. So tell us about the business that you were doing and how that was affected by the pandemic. Yes, well, I'm a, a very, very hands-on, but I'm a canine uh, massage uh, practitioner. Uh, so I provide uh, canine massage, rehabilitation therapies and lifestyle management to our gorgeous canine companions, our dogs and our family. Um, so that was affected. That sort of swap from uh, doing that with people. I was a, a sports massage therapist and personal trainer for 23 years and then swapped on to, uh, to dogs uh, maybe six years ago now. So, um, yeah, so in the pandemic, that was incredibly hard because I'm obviously devoted there, but I wasn't obviously able to, to, um, to help and support uh, dogs in need. So that was incredibly hard. So I, I couldn't reach out. I couldn't reach out and, and, and help them from a distance either. You know, that was very painful for me because when you're obviously that passionate about something that you do, um, what it did do is in the pandemic when you could, you know, we were allowed to walk that one that one hour a day exercise that we were allowed to do. I actually went into Stratford Park. I was watching hundreds and hundreds of dogs a day. I just sit on the grass with my legs off with a little flask and just watch watch dogs. Oh, they look a bit lame. <laughs> They're pulling on the lead. <laughs> I learned so much watching dog, dogs' gates every day. I think there's about three thousand dogs I documented in that whole three months of, of watching so I I kind of had wow. my things watching them I just couldn't you know from a distance I'd say oh can I just look at your dog's gate please <laughs> oh, what's wrong with your dog so but it was, so it was it, I know <laughs> so what did when you signed up for the boot camp and then you participated yeah. in the boot camp what did you what were you anticipating would would you would learn and what did you what what was the realization that you had while you were on the boot camp my attention of what I would learn at the start, I have to tell you, and I don't mind being completely honest here, I, the first thing that just overwhelmed me and what I didn't anticipate was just actually being, it was just the, the, the community. I think it was just one learning something new that I had no idea what I was learning. That was, that just blew me away on top of that. You know, I thought initially you quite honestly teach me how to use my fingers and press things and just, <laughs> it was that, that basic, you know, um, but uh, to just, be, I needed to, to be in something, be with people, be in a community that, that was the first, that was the first thing. And, um, but I wasn't even aware the, the profound feeling that I got just realizing that I actually wasn't on my own and there were people like me, you know, and that that was the biggest turning point for me that I wasn't on my own, and that this 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 word of the tech, the the the, the dinosaur I'd had in my head, and the fear of pressing go, the fear of 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 typing a message and and getting it out there, and 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 letting people read your story, and and what was my story, and had I got a story, and what on earth was I going to write about? I mean, it was just very profound, but overwhelming. I didn't realize my life and my brain had contact content that people would want to hear about and see I, I wasn't aware of that I thought it was only what I could speak in front of somebody and they could see me and hear me 
but I wasn't aware that that I had the capability of doing that and that was out there I'd seen millions do it all the time because I read it on on YouTube and on Facebook all the time but for me that I that didn't even come into the you know I, I just didn't even think about that is that crazy that just sounds mad doesn't it really it's just I think it's a very common experience that a lot of people have on the boot camp is this sort of realization that there is a method to getting that message out and and then doing it and then embracing it and I guess that's the next question I have for you is at some point in the boot camp uh, towards the end we invite you to continue your learning with tech pixies and uh, you made the decision to do that and of course um, that that led to you leaning in and learning even more and and I want to talk about some of the the wonderful things that came from that but what was what was your driving factor in making the decision to invest in yourself and to continue your learning? I wanted to create a, a community and reach out to them and show them what they could do to help their dogs. I think that was it. What what I offer, but but just also what what you know what the public could do. What these wonderful pet parents or parents can do to help their their dogs. That was that was my main thing you know it's just showing them what I do but how easy it is and the simple things they can do in life to to help their animals so on the boot camp you had a realization okay I can I can use social media to get my message out there and reach people and build an online community about people who care about their dogs and educating them on how they can take better care of them yeah and so um I love that so much and I I remember really vividly early on in the program after you'd signed up and as after you were in it where you came on and, and you did a very emotional post, which um, there was a lot going on in your life, right? But one of the things you said is like, it took me 20 hours to create this one post. And that was your very first one. And I remember sort of thinking, you know, the first is the worst, it's the hardest to get out there and get find your message and your voice. But let me ask you today, you know, three years later, does it still take you 20 hours to craft a post, create a post, get it out there? Because I've seen some amazing content from you. And I'm guessing you really cut down that time because you've gotten. You're going to so shout at me now. <laughs> you know, um, yes, it's not quite it's not quite as as long. It's not quite as long. But um, I I do struggle. But that is only. One, I, I still find myself as being like it has to be kind of per perfect before it goes out. So it's just something, it's just, I'm, I'm a work in progress. I, I am still a work in progress. Um, I, I, I feel that, you know, I, I see posts go out and I just think, oh, God, why didn't I just do that? It's just so simple with hardly any text and, and stuff. But I feel it has to be this 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 huge story, you know, and um, there are times sometimes it can take about seven months if it's a if it's a it's a, an in-depth story about a dog I've been working on, you know, seeing these little mini mini movies that I do. Um, and I love the fact that I do that because it it brings something to life. You know, well, and I just want to I want to point this out because it's really important what the content you create is really unique um, because of the video message. And you it's very similar to the stories where you see, you know, the problem and then you see the transformation of that dog and they are really well crafted. So I do want to acknowledge you for the fact that you they are like mini films. This isn't just like a, I'm just going to slap up a picture and tell a story. You actually craft yeah. these films. But the question I have is when you were creating that very first post that took you 20 hours to, 
create the content and pick the picture because it was just a sort of a picture copy text, I think, post to where you are now. You know, would you ever have imagined that you'd now be crafting these mini dog films now, three years ago? Do you know, three years ago, no, I'd probably just be sat in a corner weaving baskets with a padded sew. In all honesty, if I didn't have that, if I didn't have that outlet joy, I think I would have self, I would self combust. I would just go, you know, no, yeah, no, I'm in a totally different place. Um, yes, it may take time, but also being a little bit dyslexic, I, you know, I just I, that, it, have those little, little, little struggles, you know, but that's an always thing. But no, it is completely different, but it's not only just the doing the post it's it's communicating it's the confidence that is giving me on my computer my computer skills doing the vet reports with all the vet reports i send have these mini videos with them <gasps> oh that's genius so, as for for vets they don't get to see this, this is what's really important because they get a report and i'm just saying you know medial pull to the left they're doing this they're doing that sort of thing but I do these miniature miniature of their whole gate report, which is all um, uh, got the uh, a little grammar next to it. You know, they've they've got all the little sayings of what's happening to the dog, so they can see what I'm looking at. So vets are coming back to me, just saying, you know, this is really great. I can see this. Yes, bring them back in. You know, so I they they get these in the report. So it's for my work. It, it has just been fantastic. You know, because that's um it's just building it, it's made me more professional in yeah well, in, it basically raises your it instantly raises your authority right yeah. you have these case studies and you're able to really clearly show and demonstrate that that you've been able to impact a dog's life in a positive way also like the amount of reading that vets probably have to do being able to see it visually is just like it cuts the time down in half and they can just say, okay, right. I, I can trust this person. They know what they're doing that I've seen. And you've got all of these case studies, which I think is brilliant. That is such a cool thing that you've just done that. And in a way it's what we do a lot on the podcast is share stories, these transformational stories. It's yeah. like, here's where this person was. And then they did the program and here's where they are now. And it's the same concept, but the more of those you can build up um, and, and the visual version of it is such, is so important. I love that so much. Um, it, it I love that you do that. Yeah, and it's really good because in 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 a vet, I mean, like people that are actually hearing hearing this that have pets that take them to the vets in 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 a vet consult room, they can have about ten minutes, you know, so a vet doesn't get chance to see the gate. So you will go along, you know, even whether it's a you know like a cat or or along, you just say, oh, my cat's not walking right. You take it to the vet, and within that ten minutes, because their animals are very stoic, they don't show anything in a <laughs> in, in 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 a consult room, and so they don't see it where I get uh, like an hour and a half or two hours with these people so I can actually get to see it over a long period of time. So it really helps. It really helps them. For my clients and for my com community, when they're saying, do, could, do you think you could help my dog? I then send them videos of what I've done because the majority of issues they have, whether it's a surgery or, you know, a, a, a crucial injury or they've got a back issue, they've got arthritis or, or just, you know, muscular health issues, uh, that I've covered a lot of them. So I have this video footage so I can actually send them. So rather than just saying, yes, I can do this. Generally, we, when, when it's our animals, they're, they're our family. And and if you can see it visually, oh, my dog does that as well. Oh, I can do this. You know, it really helps build the, the trust. 
trust like and yeah it's like and trust which is what we talk a lot about no like and trust okay so let's talk about okay your skills obviously transformed and uh and i'm just going to make an assumption here uh, but you know I'm pretty sure I'll be right on this one. By doing these case studies, by building up this authority, that's also probably allowed you to increase your rates and to have more confidence with your pricing. Yeah, yes, it has. Um, it, not a lot, uh, but I definitely, I definitely have, and I structure it. Um, I structure it a lot differently now with my industry. I know there are there are a lot of therapists out there that obviously do charge maybe a little bit more than me. Don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not undercharging too much, but. I probably still don't know with, but I want to, my main, that that's for me personally, and I, I have that choice to do that. You know, I still make a good income from it, but um, I want to make sure that I can help as many as possible and not everybody has the funds to to help the pet. So it's it's more important to me that, that it is affordable for them to help their pets. But you've got to a place where it's created a good income for you. And that's yes. the important thing. Yes. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What, you know, I, I was uh, in teaching the boot camp. I, I always um, remind people that, you know, leveraging social media, which leveraging means using it for a purpose, right? Not just using it for no purpose, really, yes. or just scrolling through, but really using it for a purpose. One of those purposes could be financial independence. And mm-hmm. a lot of women come to TechXies to build up their confidence and in financial independence. It so it's, that's it's sort of worse, you know. I uh, before I started tech fixes, I in in the, the 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 human world when I had my business, I was kind of ruthless. I was a different person altogether. When you work with animals, it goes to mush. I can't tell you, it just goes to mush. But I I I felt I had value then, and 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 I lost that. So you helped me find my value, my self worth. That was something fantastic you know with the voice came confidence and um yeah I I found that 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 self-worth which was wonderful well let's talk about that side of it because that's really that that USP of tech pixies you know obviously learning social media is important but it's really who you become in the process and that personal transformation of self-worth self-worth so how did that impact the rest of your life and what things changed for you as a result of you finding <laughs> your self-worth? Oh, my goodness me. Oh, my goodness me. Yes. Well, um, uh, making some uh, on the, the work side, um, making some incredible uh, contacts uh, with my industry because it gave me uh, one of the platforms I didn't think I would in, in, in enjoy. Uh, because I found it actually quite 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 frightening was uh, uh, LinkedIn um, and on LinkedIn that's where I I connected with some amazing uh, therapists and vets and uh, like Anna Webb from the the TV so I did like interviews um, did big workshops and gone to shows so which is fantastic and say so, yeah it, it, a, um, a radio interview on Dogcast Radio uh articles in magazines so these it things led just by building up the community i mean like when we was in the pan uh, in the pandemic and say so i went on to the link linkedin bit because and if anybody so for people who are listening and that have been fr- frightened by linkedin can i just say i personally thought i wasn't allowed on there you know because i was somebody who wore tracksuits and you know covered in dog hair and and on linkedin you had to wear a suit 
you know, you had to be in a suit. I mean, thought anyway. But this is what, that, that's what I thought. And it isn't because, you know, then you you help me to understand, well, actually, you know, everybody on there, the majority of people are animal lovers. They've got pets and everything. So I had something to offer there. And it made me realise on any platform, you know, you it's it's you as an individual and what you have, you know, that, that you can bring into their their home and what context so I just sort of chilled it right down and just said hi this is me this is what I do and 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 it was just wonderful and it gave me the confidence to say hi and literally while we were in the pandemic and we're sort of building up the community on on LinkedIn I did not stop you know I was connecting with people every day I think in in literally the space of 10 days I've got like over 500 you know I just was that I want to connect with you and they come back why do you want to connect with me you know because you have animals I've seen your past and this is what I do you know and I just want to be surrounded by people that you know that understand what I do and, and that I can connect with and and so it was it was lovely you know that was absolutely lovely and even though and one thing that I found is that I don't I don't um, I don't post as regular as I like, but then I'm I'm with sixty to seventy dogs a month. You know, it, it's incredibly difficult for for me. So when I get back at night, like nearly you know ten o'clock last night from working, it's it, it's hard then to sit down and do a post. You know, and today's another an, another busy day with well, dogs. Well, and that's one of one of it's the reasons that in in the boot camp and in our program, I teach. You know, one post a week is enough. Yeah. You know, and, and just creating that one post and getting that one post out via email to the people that are on your mailing list. That's really enough. And it's the consistency mm -hmm. of that that's so important. Uh, and in fact, we just interviewed in the mastermind, we just interviewed, um, I just interviewed Kathy Hay, who runs uh, historic costuming. And mm -hmm. she now, because her audience is so big, and I think the bigger you get, the less content you actually have to create. And that's something mm -hmm. people don't realize. So it's almost like you you create the content to build a community and then you figure out new ways to reach more people without having to create more mm. content. That's something we talk about. We have something called the eyeball matrix, which I talk yeah. about now in the boot camp and also in our strategy module. But really the, it's this idea, like Kathy was saying, she's now at a place where, you know, she's got hundreds of thousands of followers and she has an email list and she really create, creates one really high quality video a month. And she makes sure that gets out to her audience through social mm. media and email. And that's enough um, for her because of the size of her audience. So I think mm. it is true. The more, the, the bigger, you know, the more you've been around, the longer you've been around, you can sort of, you know, ease off on the content. However, I do think, I really do think a staple is one good piece of content every week. Uh, and then just emailing that out to your list because that keeps that no like and trust factor up. It keeps the reminder that you're there, uh, you know, and it helps them out. So I think that's definitely, you know, so people beat themselves up on like not doing seven posts a week, but you shouldn't do seven posts a week anyway. That'll exhaust anyone. No, and, and, and I, I like to, you know, yes, I have like little cutie things sometimes that I'll, I'll post out, which is nice. And I'll do those as a story, you know, because they're not that. But the, the posts, I like them to resonate. You know, I, I like them to people to actually look at them and think, oh, and it m m gives them a feeling. Every, every, all my posts, they, I'm so passionate as I'm doing it. I can be quite teary when I'm doing a post because especially it's very personal to to me. So generally the, the feedback that I, I get, you know, is because they're, it, it's resonated yeah, with them. It's, you know, it's made them feel life. something, you know. Yeah. That's so important. Now, let's talk about how also what your self-worth does on a personal level. What changed for you personally? Oh, I became very confident in myself. <laughs> I became, well, yeah, lots, 
lots lots happened well one actually it gave me it gave me a um a lot of strength to deal with some of the things I was dealing with you know but also and I got I got married as well uh, I know I had these some big big changes happening in my personal life and making decisions but also it gave me we're talking about self-worth again it's amazing how you your your life can be shaped by how you feel inside you know and uh, and you think that that's all fantastic you know but when you when you gain a confidence and a self-worth you know what you want what's important to you and then it makes you realize that actually is this what I want is this going to make me happy and if it's sort of just sort of like almost there then what can I do to make this right for me so what it did it was a saying that I actually said I think that Sophie picked up on it ages ago was just that it gave me was it it gave me a voice to reach to the stars that reached the stars it just allowed me to you know evaluate my life but be confident to say what it was that I wanted and by doing that um brought so much happiness in in into my world it really did you know and and had conversations with people and people close to me uh, that made me realize actually no, this is this is pretty good I can make things happen here and 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 be a very happy person inside and have the support and the love that I wanted by just being me and not being not a true version of myself that would have made a lot of other people happy except for me but I've realized I've been doing that for many many years because I thought I got a voice but I haven't got my voice I just got a voice that echoed for everybody else's you know gain rather than mine does that make sense yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, in a tech fix, we have lots of stars and really it's, you know, yeah, that concept of being able to look up at the sky and just think, you know, for every star represents a woman and that goes on and on and on forever and ever. And, you know, the impact that that's had also, um, you know, you're a mother and you you have a daughter. And I think when... He's about to have a baby in three weeks, <gasps> by the way. <laughs> oh, you're going to be a grandmother. Wow. That's a big deal. Um and and I think that you just gave away your age, although I don't think anyone would have known at all where you were I in life. You. <laughs> but this is the other thing I love about Tech Pixies. You know, we work, we don't work, we work with women from all walks of life. We have a lot of women who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s now in the program because that's a, a period of time. Those are women who've sort of missed the um, technological revolution if they were raising children or looking after an elderly mm. parent or things like that. So that's really interesting. But yeah, so that's very exciting. Congratulations. Um, I mean, no one would ever guess you're going to be a grandmother, by the way. But um, <laughs> I, I think that's so cool. But let, let's just um, circle back to that for a second. So you have a daughter and your ability to lean into your self-worth and you know who you are, that also impacted her um, because, you know, she she sang at your wedding. There were all sorts of things that, you know, it had a knock-on effect around. And this is true. I think it does. I think when we know who we are and we we model that for other people, they lean into it themselves. So, you know, it was incredible to watch not only you transform, but the impact that had on your your daughter. It did. But also, you know, my, I know it's so silly, but I could actually better care for my mom, you know what I mean? Because I got so, it's amazing you get when when you actually lose a little bit of confidence and you get so engulfed, you get so emotional 
with situations more. You know, you I, I found that I couldn't think straight. And do you remember? You know, I'm not going to forget it. Do you remember, like, the say the emotional video that I did? On, on I was trying to find it actually before it came on. Just it's just to go it. back because what started off as a little talk ended up in <laughs> this. I remember, I remember it so well. And yes, I was always like, you know, there, like caring. Always been a carer for everybody, really, rather than my myself. I wasn't good at self care, but you you get so involved. You get so involved, but when you just don't take time to to think and decompress and and you know sometimes you do need to structure things so you can help better you know and when I said on that video I'll never forget it I said that you were what was that part in it when you you had to um pretend that you were you know in a house and looking at what you're going to be and 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 that that part of it and 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 I just said that you would just, it was like opening a Pandora's box. You've opened a Pandora's box. And it was just so overwhelming. And it was almost like this lid had come off and this of, of, of thoughts and this and emotions of passage. And I couldn't can contain it in. But, you know, when it was all out and then I got all the support around you and, I mean, everybody, you know, like Teresa, Sophie, but I mean, you're just like oh, all there and all the tech fixes and this, this amazing group that we had, which was just phenomenal. It was just phenomenal. It, it was like I was able to put my life and my feelings and things in these compartments and draw on them as I needed it. So it, it sort of helped ground me and get through some of them, the most painful moments you know but even just like the organization of things and going back to the 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 wedding and and you saw I think you saw the video that that I did show my mom and the fake wedding that that we did for at the home which was unbelievable you know but to go in and just organize a second <laughs> I was just like in pow pow you know and doing all my dogs at the same time and doing all this at the same time and I that part on a professional level, you know, and a personal level has helped so much, you know, that I can do all these things around me, but um, have these little boxes, you know, organizational boxes, and I can give you that much emotionally, but I've got to pull that back now, because I've got to do that now and that now. So it's, it's really helped that by allowing me to get all my fears out. And and one thing, um, I, we recently just went on holiday and I did lots of little stories when I was there rather than posts, but I just put them as little stories. And it's our first holiday in five years, you know, because since the pandemic as well and mom and it just was too, too much, you know, uh, uh, everything was too much. So uh, the first time we went away for our honeymoon, we went to the Lake District for a couple of days and that was it. So but we went to where we went to Barbados. So we went to Barbados wow. for 10 days. Uh, we got back on the 13th of December. Um, and it was at my biggest holiday. It was just amazing. But I, one of the posts I did was actually, um, I remember there was nobody dancing at hotel. It was all outside. It was just beautiful. But we got bands there every night. And, and I just got up. I just got up and down. Nobody else was not dancing. And I was just doing this post. I did this post and it was different times I've got up dancing and Sean was videoing me just on my own, <laughs> loving it, you know, and um, and just saying that it's it's when you step outside of your comfort zone where dreams are made, where, you know, your confidence grows 
um, where dreams can come true when you step out your comfort zone. And, and and when I was doing that and I did that post, of course, I just came straight back in my head to you. You know, I think about you all the time, you especially, because everywhere I go, I went to buy a cushion the other day and there was one, a velvet cushion in green with joy and glitter on the front of it. You know, I mean, it's just, it's there wherever I, wherever I go anyway. But it was that, is that you helped me step out of the comfort zone. And, and we all get that fear because it is, we knock on the same door every day you know, you just not like and you're just opening the same like the same life, the same door, the same problems. But we never if, if you just knock on a different one or you just open a different door and go through it and just, you know, just just get through that, you know, shake that comfort zone up a little bit. You it it's that I mean that is where life happens, isn't it? It's doing something that you're a little bit frightened of, that little bit nervous of. Um, that that gives you confidence, you know, and helps you grow and shapes your life. And so I'm, although, you know, in my nature, I do get a little bit nervous and things, but I step out of my comfort zone so much more now than I've ever done, you know, uh, digitally, if you know what I mean, as well as, like I said before, I could, I'm a people's person and I can get up there and go into the public and do it. But I'd even lost that confidence a little bit really as well. But it, it's given me that to I will step out of my comfort zone and that's where I've learned doing tech pieces was stepping out of my comfort zone you know getting incredibly involved in that and, and well I, for me moving tech pixies online was out of my comfort zone and running those boot camps was out of my comfort zone and yeah you know I, I I'm right there with you guys you know I was out of my comfort zone too and I think um, it's really interesting, you know, one of the things that helped me was when I put myself out of my comfort zone, I had to get additional coaching and support in order to push myself through to the next level. I still have coaching and support. In fact, I think if you have a coach and your coach doesn't have a coach, you got a problem. Yeah. It's like having a counselor, yeah. the counselor doesn't have a counselor. Like you got to make, you know, your coach has to have a coach. And, and, you know, for me, it was really important that I was investing in myself that I could, I could deal with all of my fears that I was facing. And actually it was, it was around that time that I learned, learned the neuroscience behind fear and how to tackle it. And then I was able to take all the learnings that I had gained for myself with all the fears that I had, that I had to overcome to even get that cohort off the ground. You know, with the pandemic, I didn't know how it was going to go. And I remember thinking, you know, should I even run this boot camp? You know, should I even raise my prices, Mm -hmm. all these fears around it. And then in the end, I, you know, I read a book about, well, listened to a book uh, on Audible about four times called Fear is Not the Boss of Me or Fear is Not the Boss of You by Jennifer Allwood. And there were some really powerful messages in there for me. And and, I, and then I found a, a master neuro coach that I worked with and, and then became a master neuro coach myself because I was able to learn how to face fear, you know, look at fear in the face befriend it and then just go walk right through it or around it and get to the other side, you know? And, and, and then once you've done it, you've, like you said, you, once you get it out of your head, uh, face it, deal with it, you can, you can then move forwards. And that's Mm. a lot of what we do at tech pixies, um, is really help women identify what's the greatest fear I have around social media. Usually it's fear of judgment. Um, it's cognitive bias. It might be perfectionism. It might be imposter syndrome, particularly with LinkedIn, for example, and how we face it, 
we deal with it, we learn how to use the software, we leverage it to our advantage, and then you get this superhero strength. And that's why we call it the Social Media Superhero Bootcamp. That's what we're trying to do is create superheroes so that you feel like you can face any change, any challenge, any condition, circumstance, situation um, with, with that magic cape of confidence that you've built up over time. And so, you know, I just love your story. And I always tell your story. Um, because I always, and I always tell your story along this, along LinkedIn, you know, when I teach LinkedIn, I always tell your story because, uh, I know that was a network. You just thought, well, this isn't going to work for me. And then come to find out it worked really well for you. So, you know, that's the, that's, you know, you and just never know. Forget, though, don't when we talk about like, the, like the, the like fear and negative thoughts and things, but we do forget that could we say to ourselves, well, look, you know, this is just me, you know, I'm a person and I'm I'm, like, I'm friendly and I'm doing this and that. And I'm just scared of all these people. But we just forget they're also just people like yourself. You know, I would look at you and think, oh, my God, it's you. I haven't done my homework. Oh, my God, this person, oh, she's just so amazing. She's genius. She knows everything. You know, she just knows everything and I know nothing. But then if you sort of just draw it back, it was it you said that you always look at everybody as if they're naked. You don't push, makes you relax. But everybody is. They're all, they're all there. They all have their fears. Like you said, like you have, they've got their coaches. They've got their fears. They've got their home problems. They've got this going on. They've got that going. We're all just people, you know. You're just the same, different knowledge, different place, you know, but we can all learn. We can all do our own thing, but not to be frightened because we're all just people, you know. Mm. Well, and, of course, you know, I care massively Um well, Desmond Tutu was a huge inspiration for me. And uh, one of the things that he used to talk about is Ubuntu, which is people are people because of other people. And I believe in that really completely and wholly that we are all interconnected. Yes. And some of us are aware of that and some of us are not. And as soon as we're aware of this consciousness stream that's connecting all of us uh, and how we behave and how we act and how we respond um, in that in these moments of challenge, uh, it, how it affects other people and how we, you know, like you said, you can't change the outside until you change the inside. And, um, you know, and I think that's so important. So I, I loved having this conversation with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us. Can I just say congratulations as well on your well-deserved award. You're just an incredible, an incredible human being. You, you really are. You deserve all the wonderful things that that life has to offer because you're very, very special. You have the heart and soul of an angel, and I just love you to bits. And thank Sarah, you, Sarah. Do not make me cry on the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that so much. And you know, it's really interesting because. One of the things we talk about, I have another program now that we run as well, which a lot of tech pixies do, which is called Dream Builder. And one of the things we talk about is that sense of deserving. And uh, a lot of women don't believe they deserve financial independence, awards, acknowledgement, recognition, success. You know, they don't believe they don't believe they deserve it. And I was definitely one of those women who didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't believe I deserved it. And even if someone had said that to me, well, even now, sometimes when someone says something like that to me, I have that sort of moment of, you know, do I really deserve this 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 um, comment that this other person's making? And I've had to learn how to how to say thank you, and I, I appreciate that, and I accept it, and really accept it, because sometimes I think as women we just go, oh yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, thank, thank you, know, 
not a big deal, but I think I've learned and I, and I, and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to just say, I, I deeply appreciate that. And, um, you yeah, know, if it, was, I, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be sat here right now having a, having a chat with you. So, well, <laughs> I just, I, it's mutual admiration club here, my friend. So we, I, I tell your story every time on the boot camp, but I, I wanted to give a podcast to go along with telling your story. And uh, now we've got it because now this is the real, the real deal. It's out there in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, thank you for leaning into the things that you were afraid of leaning into. And thank you for trusting Tech Pixies with that, that, that um, start of that journey. You know, we say, uh, you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. And that first step was signing up for the boot camp. And the second step was joining our, uh, you know, follow on program. And the next step is, you know, really leaning in, fully leaning into your life. And, and, there, is, and, and there is there is still more to come because my confidence is still growing. There's still areas I'm, I'm working on. So it is happening. You know, it, it is still happening. I know I'm a slow burner, but watch this space. But you're burning. <laughs> you're I'm burning. burning. <laughs> you're on fire. I am fire. All right. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> on that note i'm going to wrap it up and uh you know i know this this story will be really fun for people to listen to especially those who know you as well you know it's always fun to get that catch up within the community um so thank you again for your time and you. uh we'll we'll catch up later thank you thank you bye